All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Just Browsing Podcast. I am your co-host, Zach, here with Matt, and we are going to break down week five of the fantasy football season slash NFL season, and we're also going to break down the finale of our uh, couple of discussions that we've had so far on the NBA playoffs, so the 2020 NBA playoffs, because the Los Angeles Lakers were crowned NBA champions this week. So the 17th time. Yeah, so we'll break that down a little bit once we... Uh, kind of the back half of the episode once we get done with our football talk, but let's dive into the football stuff. Yeah, so I think we'll just do a quick uh, rundown of our the Rogue One Fantasy League. Uh, the Lawnmower 3.0, which is the best team name we've got. Uh, finally back in the win column this week. Uh, 231 to 218 uh, win over uh, Brandon Stevens, so <sighs> felt good. Felt good to finally so win. you're back to what's your record? Uh, two and three. <laughs> but let this sink in. Julio That's Jones, not bad. Julio not Jones, bad. Devontae Adam, and uh, Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas yeah. did not play. Is Michael Thomas supposed to be back this next week? He was supposed to be back last week, but it Sean like Payton stopped him. Because, no, he got in a fight in practice, so Sean Payton what? held him out for non-injury-related reasons. But he's supposedly healthy, though. He's healthy. He should have oh, played okay, last okay. week, but... He got in a fight in practice. Wow. So I lost him. Like, yeah. So you lost and he's, out. Actually, on... he's on a bye this week, so I don't get to use him this wow. week either. Wow. So did he play even in week one for you? He played week one, and then he got hurt, I think, at the very, like the back half of the second quarter. So, so he's got me, points he's got me five fantasy points. Wow. That's so fucking frustrating. As the so uh, fourth and fifth overall picks, as I took him in the first round in both my fantasy leagues. Yeah. Yeah, that's a rough one. But so, that's what that's the basically the lay of the land in the 2020 NFL season is just injuries. That's what's been happening. Um, we had more this past weekend. Dalvin Cook got hurt. Dak Prescott had a really gruesome injury. Feel bad for him. That sucks. Yeah, it's just what happens, man. I, I don't really know. And I guess to not get too far into that because I think you're going to have to get into the how COVID has affected the season and all that kind of stuff and – I just don't really want to dive into it, but it does seem like that has had some sort of a factor in how many people are getting injured. Because this seems like I've never seen this many players getting injured through. I mean, we're, we we just finished up week five, and basically half the league's superstars. It's are a lack of preparation in terms of OTAs, you know, mini camps. Having I don't know if they had a full training camp, but it's it's a true lack of preparation in terms yeah. of getting their body bodies physically ready for you know. I mean, your brother plays in the NFL. Yeah, you, he knows you know the rigors of, of the NFL. Yeah. It's not getting like, your body ready for that kind of pounding you know, all like the time. Like high yeah. school football, we were training through the whole summer. We were doing seven yeah. on seven. You know, we were it getting takes a our lot bodies, to gear up to that first. And that's game. high school yeah. football. Yeah, and this is a whole world. You yeah, know. and these guys were all just like everyone else, pretty much stuck at home for months and didn't know what were. I guess weeks at least, probably a couple months, right. several months, and. You know who who knows how much of that has played a factor into this. I I feel like it's probably a pretty. Big I, I think it's a, the, a big factor. I mean, yeah. one thing I do, you know, I, I think I said it before. There's no excuse for them not to be in shape physically, right? Um, you know, for a football season. Now, being in sh- football shape is different than being in shape physically. You can be. Yeah. You know, lean. You're at the weight you want to be. You're yeah, fast. Your cardio's you're, great. You're great. You know, but then. Your body's like, well, wait a second. We haven't I haven't been, been hit, hit yeah. since last December. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's when mm-hmm. I say being in shape, all of these guys have the tools, the money. You know, they're they're in constant contact with their strength coaches. Like, 
they have all the resources to be physically in shape, but like you said, it's that lack of being in football shape. Yeah, and you know, yeah, it's been being crazy. in that contact it's, that that their bodies just. It sucks, man. It sucks as a fan because all these star players are getting hurt, and and the thing is too. A lot of these injuries are not just one to two week injuries. Guys are out with a high ankle sprain or something like that. It's like broken ankle, torn ACL, you know, something that's season ending, you know. Well, and, and some of the injuries like Dax, I mean, there's there's nothing in the world you can do to prepare yeah. for, for an injury for like some that. Some freak thing like you that. You know, yeah. a lot of torn ACLs, there's I there's mean not much you can do really. A lot of that is more strength training and then yeah. just hoping like a foot doesn't get stuck in the, yeah. the turf the wrong way. Or you get you just gotta hope you don't get bent in some weird way, you know. That just those things and, and I didn't even I guess for anyone out there who didn't see the DAC injury, if I guess if you're a sicko and you kinda like watching those disgusting injuries, it's a doozy. So you could look it up on YouTube, I'm sure, and find it. But for anyone out there who's remotely squeamish or who's ever broken their ankle before, because I know I've done that before, when you see shit like that, you can almost feel the pain. I mean, obviously I've never had something that bad where it was like a compound fracture or anything, but compound God, fracture dude, that with was, a dislocation. That was brutal, man. It was brutal. And like I said, we were watching it on TV and we caught it right after it happened. And we didn't know what his injury was. So they were showing all the they reaction just shots. Off the field. Yeah, of the crowd and of the players. And I'm like, why is everyone acting like someone died? I don't understand. Like, yeah. he just got hurt. That happens all the time. And then they finally showed the replay and we saw what happened to his ankle. And I was like, okay, I get why everyone was acting that way. Like, that's pretty brutal. I feel bad. Yeah, I think I'm, I'll touch on that when we go kind of recap the NFL. Um, yeah. I'm just going to jump to our next game real quick before we just completely forget about fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Uh, I, we we're getting sidetracked already. <laughs> Uh, but Brandon, uh, he stayed undefeated by beating Taya two sixty to two nineteen. Uh, you know, I think he just had a well-rounded game from all of his players. I don't think there's very many that Zach Ertz only put up one point for him, and he still put up two hundred sixty points. Yeah, the Eagles That's suck. That's true. The Eagles are not good. Although they won, but they still suck. Yeah, they're just not good this year. Um, and then I'll just do the last game before we get into Zach's game. Uh, Dean coming in with a uh, whopping 211 uh, to 197 win over the other Zach. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll let Zach talk about his. Uh, that Dean versus Zach game was that was the closest one, wasn't it? It, it came mean, down to um, it's like a 14 point Tuesday night because Zach had uh, Z- uh, Allen. Yeah. Um, and he did not have a good game. Josh Allen did not yeah. have a good game. And that was what that game was. Who again? Bills and Bills and Titans. Titans. That's and right. I had Derrick Henry. I, I had three he had a good people. Game. I had Derek three Henry people had in game. that game. Yeah. I had Derrick Henry, the Bills defense, and Devin Singletary. And I needed thirty points or something. And I'm like, I'm not gonna get the fucking points. <laughs> and then I look and I'm like, Oh, I, I won. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Whew. That was a really weird experience having an NFL game on a Tuesday night. That was bizarre. But I mean, I guess if you're an NFL fan, can't complain about having another day with games. Me personally, I didn't really watch because I don't – I'm one of those people that I watch all day Sunday for the most part. I watch a lot of football on Sundays, and then by Monday I'm kind of footballed out. And then I definitely never watch the Thursday night games. I just – I don't care. It's I in mean, the middle of the week for me, and I just, I just don't want to watch. I watch them all. Like if I don't have someone playing fantasy, I'll have it on as like a background noise. Yeah. But I'm not going to be – Invested in it Like really. super into it. Yeah. Again, like you Sundays, <clears throat> football's on from 11 a.m., until that last game yeah. at 6.15 or 6.20 kicks yeah. off and ends. And 
I'm usually invested in, right. into that. Like, yeah, Sunday's when all the game. action's happening for me. Um, so yeah, to, to not get too distracted again with the NFL stuff, we'll get there. So last game to wrap up for fantasy wise, my team, Shamblefoot the Wondrous, <laughs> pretty proud of that name. Still, uh, we won. 255 to 183 over a Darien. So a pretty resounding win there. I was a little nervous going into when did the Saints play? Was that Sunday or Monday night? Monday night. Monday night. Monday night against the Chargers. Yeah, and I watched the entire first half, and it was all Chargers for the most part in the first half. And Justin Drew, Herbert's looking good. Drew Brees only had, I think, seven fantasy points, or maybe not even that much. I think yeah. he had a rushing touchdown, so I, I think that put him – he got six points from that. You text and I, us, and you're like, Drew Brees is sucking ass. I'm like, dude, it's Drew Brees. I was, I was honestly faith. starting to freak out. I was like, I can't watch the second half because I've sat here and watched the entire first half – and the Saints have done literally nothing. And I need points to win this game. Like and it was still then he went off. For the you. result of our game was in doubt, and then he ended up going off. I checked later and he finished with thirty one. I so don't know that, how it was it. in doubt. You won two fifty five to one eighty three. It was a lot that's, closer before that Monday night. That's not in doubt. Score. That's a seventy two point victory. Yeah, but you gotta think I still I had Drew Brees, Latavius nothing. Murray. Who else did I have on that on that Monday night? I had someone else, I feel like. So anyway. It was it was looking a little sketchy, and I needed points. And Drew Brees was was fucking around and not scoring, but he came through in the clutch, and uh, that's why we love Drew Brees. So that yeah, is I hate you. <laughs> that's the fantasy recap for Week Five. We'll just touch on the standings real quick. So in the East, my team's leading at four and one. Ty's team is at three and two. Dean's at two and three, and you're at two and three. And then in the West. Brandon is the only undefeated team remaining in the league at 5 and 0. I play him this week. Zach is 2 and 3, Brandon's 1 and 4 and Adarian's 1 and 4. So that's where we're standing right now for the standing. So Brandon's team is looking like the team to beat through 5 games. So we'll see if his team can pick it up. It seems like you were saying they're not they don't really blow you away on paper, but I think the scoring being they've, spread they've out They've just been spread out. Is, it's is not like he's very getting, even, which is what happened last time we were talking when um, Zach beat me. And Zach's, you know, you look at Zach's roster that week and it's like, how did he get 280 something points? And if you just look through his entire roster, not a single person scored less than twenty, basically. So you're like, okay, I mean, <laughs> that's how that happens. DeAndre, you know? so so this is you know we we can see the rankings of the the players. Brandon has three players that are ranked in the top ten. He has the number one receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. He has the number one kicker in Jason Saunders, and he has the number two defense in the the Ravens defense. Other than that, his highest people he's got, you know, Joe Mixon, the running back for the the Bengals is 10, but I mean, if you look at it, they're all just super averaged in terms of they're middle of the pack. But if you have everyone on your roster, middle of the pack, that just means they're consistently putting up good numbers. Yeah. They're not having a 56 point game and then a 14 point game yeah. and then a 32 point game and then a six point game. They're having 20 point game, 19 point game, yeah. 26 well, point, you know. And looking at his projections for this week, there's not a single guy projected for less than double digit points. So, right. But he's only projected 220. And when I say only, I mean, I'll just, my team with all the injuries I have is projected, I think, 216. Yeah. You know, we're all projected very close. It's just, this week will be fun because I'm hoping since my team, I have, like I was telling you before we started recording, I have five guys on a bye. And I have a big injury in Dalvin Cook. I'm hoping that by this point in the season, 
everyone this week is going to be hit with a lot of decisions to make in terms of their guys being on bye and also dealing with injuries. I'm not, well, I'm not I've saying dealt I'm, with I'm injuries. hoping for injuries, but I'm just year. saying I hope it spreads out a little bit more to where it seems like there's been one or two teams, yours being one of them so far this year, that's just gotten hammered with injuries and no hammered. one else has been really touched by it that much. I have five questions. And it seems right in now. this last week, one of my star players goes down. One of Dean's star players goes down because you know he had Dak. Dak yep. was blowing it up. Dak was the a first top four weeks two quarterback, yeah, absolutely blowing it up, and now he's done. So that's going to make a serious difference. And you know, this week Brandon's got Kamara is on a bye. Keenan Allen's on a bye. Will Lutz is on a bye. So I mean, people are actually having to deal with. You know, it becomes that okay. You gotta really yeah. be good at roster management. Yeah, to, you gotta be good at roster management. And, and if you're people, you know, if you end up, which I think. If you're real, if you really have a lot of foresight, you can plan for this when you're drafting. But a lot of people don't worry about it. I don't worry about it too much because I ended up with a lot of Seahawks players, and then you don't worry about it until the Seahawks are on a bye, and right. then you go, like, "Fuck, oh, I have five or six guys that are all on a bye. What do I do?" I mean, one thing I look at though with it, and like when we were drafting, I go, "Okay, as long as I have someone that can always replace that person, if I ended up, you know." Say I had six or seven people on by, I want to try and fill my roster as best I can. If I could drop those guys and not worry about like missing them later on, I might. But if it really came down to it, I'm going to sit there and be like, listen, I'm going to hold this out like a champ because next week I'm getting all of my players back and I'm going to be ready to go. Yeah. You know, like, dude, can I point something out real quick? Just looking at the standings and it shows the points for, points against, and all that kind of stuff. It also shows the moves made by the team so far. Let me just run through this real quick. So, this is one through eight, the rankings in our fantasy league and how many moves each team has made. So, Brandon is the number one team in the league at five and oh. He's made six moves. I'm the number two team in the league. I've made four moves. Taya's made eight moves. She's the number three team in the league. The number four team in the league is Zach, who's made 14 moves. The number five team in the league is Dean, who's made 13 moves. You're number six. You've made 19 moves already. Number seven in the league is Brandon. He's made 23 moves. And then you got a Darian sitting down there at eighth in the league. He's last place, and he's only made four moves. He's made the same amount of moves as I have. But that's how our fantasy league has gone since we've started it. I make... Maybe half a dozen to ten moves. I'm a year, always active, and you're like fifty moves. It seems like <laughs> oh, easy. I'll probably easily be a fifty. But you got to think too. When you miss, so Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, and Michael Thomas all got hurt in the same week, pretty much. Yeah. So I had to replace three of arguably the top three receivers in the NFL. Yeah. By not replacing them. So yeah. I had to do roster management in terms of okay, I got to drop this backup that I was uh-huh. because I drafted Mattinson. I'm pretty sure it's it's Mattinson, right? Alexander Mattinson, the guy we were just talking about, is the Vikings backup. I drafted him, going so. Dalvin Cook gets hurt, I'm in there. I had to drop him. Now I don't have him. You know, I've had to do a lot of shuffling. I had um, oh, who did I have? Oh, I had Tim Patrick for the Broncos. So it is Alexander Mattinson to go okay. back to what you're saying. I, you know, I had like Tim Patrick for the Broncos, and then. What Friday? They're like, "Hey, the Broncos aren't playing this week." I'm like, "All right, well, shit, I got to replace him." Oh, and that's another thing. So that then we forgot. To I got to drop, about. and then I got to yeah. you know throw it's someone not only, else in. Not only all of the injuries and bye weeks that you normally have to worry about in a fantasy season, but this year we've had COVID positive tests causing postponements of games, right. and then those are treated as bye weeks. And who knows when that's going to happen? It's not like you know ahead of time. Oh, week seven, the Steelers are going to have a bye week because of COVID. No, you never know. Right. So you're just planning on. Like, you know, Brandon could just be banking on, oh, I want Ben Roethlisberger to go off for 35 this week, and they go, boom. 
Steelers had a bunch of positive tests. Their, yeah. their game's postponed to the end of the year. And you're like, okay, now what do I do? With well, my and, and that's the thing is that you sit there and you go, okay, I need to like replace them. But then I'm at the point, like I said, I've got my undroppables where no matter if, if oh, you yeah. know, eight of these players were all hurt. Well, guess what? I'm getting zero points yeah, this you week. Just gotta because, take the L. You just got to Because take I'm the L. sitting yeah. there going, I'm not risking losing this person mm-hmm. for them to come back and mm-hmm. destroy me later on. And I mean, <clears throat> jumping into the NFL season, you know, I think like we talked about at the very beginning, a lot of it is, you know, these injuries that like some of these injuries people are going to come back from. Christian McCaffrey's going to come back. Yeah. You know, Dalvin Cook's going to come back. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is coming back. Philip Julio Lindsay. Jones will come back. Julio Philip Jones. Lindsay's yeah. back. And Philip yeah. Lindsay's draft stock or not draft stock, but his stock just went up because yeah. we have a dipshit in Melvin Gordon who are overpaying to be a fucking idiot. Is he the I, one? Did I just he hear just that got a DUI? I got a DUI. Oh boy, it's not now, what you want. I'm just going to go on a little rant because I tweeted about this, and I strongly, strongly feel this way. Okay. In this age of ride sharing, you have Uber, Lyft, yeah, taxis. Fucking, yeah. you have a cell phone. You can call yeah. anyone. If you're making almost nine million dollars a year, you got money for Uber. You got money for an Uber. Or call a fucking driver. A lot yeah. of these guys have drivers yeah. that their specific job driver, yeah. is to drive them and their family around so they don't have to worry about it. Yeah, Dude, you're in the NFL. You're in the public spotlight. Don't fucking do stupid shit. Yeah, I'm not telling you not good. to go out and have a good time and party. That's your life. Do what you want to do. But when you get behind the wheel, you're putting not only your life at risk, but anyone else on the road. Oh, yeah. And that's what I get more pissed about than anything is... People are going to be like, he made a mistake. I'm like, so if he got in a head-on collision and killed a family of four, and you go, would you sit there and say he made a mistake? Yeah, sure, he made a mistake, but it's his fucking fault. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care how drunk you are. Don't get behind the wheel. Yeah. Especially when getting home safe is literally a $25 Uber away. It's like a couple taps of your thumb. And, and if you can't and afford it, then, I mean, fuck, you got bigger issues right. that you probably should drink away and not be playing football anyways. Yeah. And so, I mean, I saw that, and I'm like, fuck him. Elway cut his ass. Get him the fuck out of here. Have they made any decisions on that? Or well, I've I've been yet? seeing. When did it happen? It just happened. It maybe happened a day or two ago, right? Tuesday, I want Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, and here we are Thursday. So and it's still he was pretty. he was going. I think they said twenty five to thirty nine miles per hour over the speed limit wherever oh, he was. God. I don't. I haven't like seen the, anything yeah. like on it, but I know this is. He was arrested and booked in the the jail, I believe. So, hmm. I mean. Yeah, that's not good. It's one of those, like Ty Lawson, when he went through that shit with the Nuggets years ago, I was yeah. like, just get rid of him. I get he's you know a good player and important to our team, but... You can't have that you shit. You can't have that shit no matter yeah. if you're a homeless dude, <laughs> if you're, you know... Todd Helton did shit like that, and I disagreed with everything. Of course, I was a lot younger when Todd Helton was relevant, so I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't care. Now I look at it and I go, if you want to drink... Go for it. You want to do drugs? It's your life. Go for it. I'm not condoning doing drugs. But, but get home safe. Get home safe. Yeah. Call an Uber. I agree. Throw I a mask. Agree. It's not hard. Especially when you're a public figure. Yep. You know? And <clears throat> I, I know Melvin Gord's not like... It's not like a Von Miller. But it's... it's but he was a very important part of our offense. He's an important while part of our offense. Out. And we're paying him $9 million a year. And he, yeah. you go and do something stupid like this. And it, I mean, just infuriates me that you know we do we go out and do this stuff all the time and we leave our vehicles and we uber Mm -hmm. yeah it's really easy (laughs) we're 26 and 27 
we're not making nine mil a year and we're yeah, like, yeah, whatever. Guess what? I'll Uber home for 40 bucks. Yeah. And I don't care it's because I got home safe. It's cheaper than a DUI. Everyone else got home <clears> safe. <throat> so, you know, you get stupid people like that, you know, end of rant on DUIs. But, and Melvin Gordon just got, you know, yeah. I, I think he might be done for at least three games. Yeah. So, and that would just be all, NFL all kinds of, yeah, all kinds of, uh, random things causing guys to get out this year. So yeah, you got to be a roster manager. You know, you got to figure it out. You know, what's even more crazy too, you know, with like the NFL season, Hmm. I think it's going how a lot of people thought it would. I think there's a couple teams, the, the Falcons and the um, Texans who everyone thought, you know, would probably be Texans. I thought would be in the playoffs but the then Texans, again, they traded DeAndre Hopkins, and I'm like, well, now you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. The Texans has that has been the most surprising to me this year of teams that are not doing that are not playing very well at all that you would think would be playing well. That's the number one to me. The Falcons doesn't surprise me as much, but you wouldn't expect zero and five. You know that just seems well. And they, I don't know what the hell's going on there. And clearly, they're just clearing house. You know, fired. Yeah. Just firing, firing Dan Quinn. Yeah. I think their GM got fired too in, mm-hmm. in Atlanta. I mean, and so the Texans, it's Bill O'Brien, right? Bill O'Brien in, was in their Houston, coach so and their GM, and he's, their, he's their done. He's fired. So we're five weeks into the NFL season, and two NFL coaches have been head or two NFL head coaches have been fired, yeah, and so. two NFL GMs have been yeah. fired. Yeah. So just goes to show there's not a high tolerance in amongst NFL ownership to just tolerate repeated losing. Well, I mean, think about it. The Falcons were in the Super Bowl, what, three years yeah, ago? Yeah, not that long ago. And they were, you know, a team that was... And they're, look, every they're, year they're repeatedly a really good team and a fun team to watch who scores a lot right. of points. But for whatever reason, this year they're doing the same thing that they've had. They've developed in the last couple of years a reputation of blowing leads, and they have repeatedly done that so far this year to the tune of an 0-5 start, and it's resulted in their head coach getting fired. So we'll see yeah. what happens moving forward. I don't know. I think a lot of people are getting really sick of – I heard some some rhetoric this past week on you know sports talk shows and stuff like that that people are getting sick of Matt Ryan and kind of calling for his head and maybe him getting fired and stuff. I don't really know. I haven't been following Falcons games that closely and seeing how Matt Ryan's been playing. I've had him in fantasy in years past, and he's always been really good fantasy wise. I don't know how he's doing this year, but I mean, I don't, and I don't even know if that's the problem there. I don't know what I don't know what is going on there. I don't know if it's their defense or what. Like I said, I haven't watched too many Falcons games, so I can't really speak to it. But zero and five is definitely not what you want. No, <laughs> it's not good. I mean, it's a especially in a year where there's ex, you know an extended playoffs, yeah, or expanded playoffs, not extended, but an expanded playoff field. It opens up for a team to sneak in at possibly eight mm-hmm. and eight, or if you're in the NFC East, a team to sneak in at maybe like six and ten, yeah, and, and be the division that winners. Division is dog shit. Should we run through the scores real quick? Uh, yeah, let's. Uh... Okay, so this one this week was a little weird because we had a Thursday game, a Monday game, and a Tuesday game. <laughs> for I think it was not the first time ever two we've had Monday a Tuesday night games. Game. I think yeah, I think two Monday night games. But not the first time ever that we've had a Tuesday night game. I saw that when I was watching a little bit of the Tuesday night game. I think they – I don't know why this other game had to have been moved, but it was actually within the last 10 years, I think, they had had moved some game to a Tuesday night, I guess, for whatever. Probably like a weather. It might have been a weather-related thing, yeah. But it's not the first time that's ever happened, which kind of surprised me because you just never see games on Tuesday night. It's kind of weird. But It's great. um, So kicking off week five – Thursday night, that was the Bears and the Buccaneers. The Bears pull off a one-point win. 
And that was, I'm sure anyone who pays attention to NFL stuff or is on social media at all saw all the memes about Brady holding up the four fingers and looking all confused and not knowing, I guess, what down it was. I actually didn't watch this game, so I didn't see what was happening with that situation, but it became a big talking point I mean, the rest of the weekend. You're Tom, like, you know, okay, I can get you're making, you know, we just talked about people making mistakes. Bro, you're Tom Brady. You have, what, five Super Bowl wins? You're... Six. Pe- people are arguing six Super Bowl wins. You're people are arguing for you to be the best quarterback of all time, and you forget what down it is, dude. That's football one hundred and one, especially when you're supposed to be the field general and the quarterback. Yeah, and, and I mean, you get pissed at people for dropping the football, and then you forget what down it is, and you, you know, I mean. Sure, there could be a lot more that goes into it. I'm not in the head of Tom Brady, but yeah. it's kind of one of those things where it's well, like and there was. It's funny because there was some debate as to whether or not he knew it was fourth down or not and i think the buccaneers were saying he did but to everyone else watching it kind of looked like he didn't you know just the way he was acting i'm pretty sure bruce arians came out and goes i think he he knew it was fourth yeah i think to me i didn't again i didn't watch the game and i didn't see the play transpire but i think it was probably he maybe had a mental lapse and they're just trying to cover for him like oh he's Tom brady he knew what down it was and it's like did he did he really? Like, I mean, kind of looks like he didn't to us, but on the outside it's, world. It's but. just one of those things, you know, you, you sit there and you go, greatest of all time, and then you forget what down is. But then, I mean, it could happen to anybody. Well, like, and it's one play in one regular season game. Right. And he's it's not going to define their season. Or something, you know, so. They're three and two. Yeah. They're on a well path to make the playoffs. Yeah. It's not going to define their season. I, I, but it I was, wouldn't overreact. It was funny to turn around and him go, and I was like, dude, it, that was that was fourth yeah, down. Yeah, he's like, like there's, there's a meme. Anyone who wants to look it up, there's a meme all over the internet of just him holding up four and just kind of looking confused towards the sideline. So not a good look for Tom Brady, but, you know, oh, well. Like I said, it's one game. So starting off the Sunday games, um, Panthers and Falcons. Obviously, Panthers won that one. As we just discussed, the Falcons are 0-5, and, and now their head coach has been fired. So we'll see what happens with the Packers moving forward. Not Packers, sorry. The Falcons <laughs> moving forward. I hope that... Their offense continues to roll, and Matt Ryan continues to have a good season because that means that Calvin Ridley, my fantasy wide receiver, continues to play well. I just hope Julio Jones gets healthy. Yeah. Because so far, Calvin Ridley's only had one game where he did not post really good fantasy scores. So I'm Didn't hoping he get that zero points up. that week? Yeah. And so he went he from like yeah, one scoring target. 25 to 35 points to scoring zero randomly out of nowhere. And he was perfectly healthy. Don't know what happened there. But he sucks. Um, the Raiders pulled off an upset over the Chiefs, a uh, little AFC West matchup right there. I watched a good amount of that game, and the Raiders, to me, they're going to be very interesting to watch moving forward because they have all these draft picks and all of these drafts for year, literally like years to come, it seems like. And it seems like they're on the cusp of being really good, but they're just not quite there yet. So, so it happens they, when you trade Amari Cooper and a Cleo Mack. Right. You right. get like... I think they got four first-round picks out of that alone. Right. So for years to come, they're going to have really high draft picks and you know, potentially be bolstering their roster by adding some really good players. That Chiefs win is a really impressive win. But you know, I to me, I'm not going to overreact. The Chiefs are clearly the better team. I don't think anyone's going to argue that. Uh, I mean, it's, it's the NFL. As all professional sports will go, the worst team on any given day – could put everything together oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and beat any other team. Yeah. It's pro sports. Anything can happen. They're professionals. Yeah. They're supposed to be able to go out there and beat anyone. 
if you go out and you execute like you should, the Broncos could go out and be 16-0 and if they executed like they should. Do they? Absolutely not. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Yeah, so anyway, impressive win for the Raiders there. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Raiders moving forward. Um, the Cardinals get a win over the lowly 0-5 Jets. The Jets just look terrible this year. Um, Another team will probably lose their head coach by the end of the season. Yeah, I would imagine. The Steelers won again. They beat the Eagles. Who, the Eagles who are really struggling, and the Steelers are so far undefeated this year. The Steelers are playing really well. I think one of I think what four teams that are undefeated still. The Steelers, the Seahawks, the Seahawks, the uh, Packers, yeah, the Titans. Yeah. So four because the Titans right. stopped the Bills undefeated streak. Yep, that's right. So we got four undefeated teams left. The Steelers are one of them. Um, Rams versus Washington. The LA Rams got that one 30 to 10. The Ravens versus the Bengals. The Ravens win convincingly 27 to 3. The Texans got their first win of the year against the Jaguars, 30 to 14. So they're not 0 and 5. They're 1 and 4. Yay, Texans. The Dolphins beat the 49ers 43 to 17, which seemed like a crazy result to me, but I think the 49ers got a lot of injury problems right now, so that's not the same 49ers I don't know, team. Though. They got a the couple year. on defense, but that's a really Jimmy, lopsided Jimmy score. Jimmy G got for, benched. Yeah. He didn't get hurt in this game. He was benched. Well, I got, he was my backup quarterback sitting on my bench in fantasy thus far and waiting for me to have a bye to shove him in, and I got rid of him and found someone else. Well, I, was like, I'm I, not. I picked up. <laughs> I saw that, and I was like, I'm not putting up with I, that. As I my picked backup. up Fitzpatrick, and I was Fitzpatrick like. Fitzpatrick played really well. And I picked up Bridgewater, and I was like, I'm going to play Teddy Bridgewater against the Falcons compared to, you know, Fitzpatrick against 49ers. 49ers yeah. generally have a good defense. Right. And, I mean, I'm not going to complain. My quarterbacks all played, put up 33-plus points, so I'm not complaining because right, it's right, not right. like it was like, you know, one put up six. Uh-huh. But Fitzpatrick has been one of the best pickups for me because he's, he's going to throw for 300-plus yards a game. He might have zero touchdowns, but he might have a rushing touchdown. Yeah, yeah. It's just can he not fumble and, throw and can picks, he yeah. not throw interceptions? He and, is – I'll say it again, and I've talked about this before – Fitzpatrick is one of the weirdest quarterbacks to try and get a beat on in the league. Like, I don't know what I'm going to get out of that guy Sunday to Sunday. I just don't know. He could he could go what he did against the 49ers last weekend and go... 22 of 28. Yeah, 350 yards and three touchdowns. Or he could go... 22 of 22 48. Of, yeah, 48 for 150 yards, zero touchdowns and three interceptions. You never right. know. You know, so it's... That guy, the roller coaster of emotions as a fantasy. If you if you have him in fantasy, it's it's just absolutely. I, insane. I, I like him as a quarterback because he's one of those tough quarterbacks. He doesn't complain. He's not like a Tom Brady or like a, a yeah. Philip Rivers who complain. Like and he's, he's a seasoned hard vet nose, too. He's a like tough vet. quarterback. Yeah, and he's just he just seems like a baller. Like the guy's been out there doing it for a long time. He knows what he's doing. He's, he's never played for a lot of teams: the Bills, yeah. the Jets, the Titans, the Dolphins. Um. I feel like he's played for more. He too. probably has. We're probably missing some. But yeah, he just it's weird cuz he's really talented but also seems like just a game manager at the same time, you know, right. where But then again, if you have a great defense to rely on and you have a game manager who doesn't turn the ball over very yeah. much, can score points, you're going to win a lot of football yeah. games. I mean, the Dolphins are 2 and 3 so far. It's not terrible. Yeah, they still have a good, you know, good chance to to squeak into a wild card. Um, so moving on, we had the Browns. The Browns fans are just rejoicing all over the country. Browns fans are so the Browns are four and one. They just beat the Colts thirty-two to twenty-three, and the Colts teams 
kind of confusing to get a breed on as well. I I don't know exactly what's happening with Philip Rivers. I don't think. I mean, I've never been the biggest Philip Rivers fan. He's always had the potential to put up really big numbers, but he's I just think he's a little weapons. he's a little late in his career now, and I think he's starting. We're starting to see him fade out a little bit, and I don't think that's going to happen immediately. Like I I, I don't even think that's going to happen. They this have a season. very good defense happen. to rely on. Yeah, it might happen next season or something, or maybe two years from now, but. It just seemed like they grabbed him thinking, hey, that's probably the best guy we can get right now who's a proven guy that we know we're not risking, you know, picking someone up in free agency. And even though he's a little later in his career, he'll be pre he'll be good well, for us. And I think he is, but like I said, he's just getting older now. And I mean, Philip Rivers has been around for a long time in the league. And I think He he was brought in to replace Drew Brees in uh San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. And then was in San Diego. Well, slash LA for San Diego slash any everyone else's home games in LA. Yeah. <laughs> for what, twelve or thirteen seasons long, or something like that. Time. We was just there forever. But well, um, I saw a rumor that links the Colts to a trade for Sam Darnold. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because right. the Jets have nothing, so yeah, the Jets are just a steaming pile of garbage. And Le'Veon Bell just left to yeah, sign Le'Veon with the Bell's Chiefs. Gone. Um good for him moving from the Jets to the Chiefs. Uh, Good for him for being the highest paid running back in the NFL, and yeah, and not doing literally really anything doing in the past nothing. Several seasons. Um, so anyway, moving on, we had late in the day on Sunday, we had the Cowboys and the Giants. That was kind of an exciting matchup, and you know the aforementioned injury to Dak Prescott, just a really devastating injury. Obviously, he's done for the season. That hurts the Cowboys a lot. And, you know, anyone out there who's got him in fantasy, that hurts them as well. Because he was having an absolutely incredible season. He was on MVP pace, It was incredible. The only thing hurting him was his team. But now... his team's... Without Prescott... So they got Andy Dalton, right? He's he's a reliable backup. I think that's fine. I I wouldn't be too nervous if I was a Cowboys fan. I I don't know, though. 37-34 against the Giants, we've literally had nothing. But then again, you are in the NFC East, and 2-3 and is leading the division. I know. You're you're 2-3. They're lucked out. The Giants are in the worst division in football, basically. The Eagles are Mm 1-3-1, and the Washington football team is 1-4. Yeah. Every single one of those teams about the Giants is one game back. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking crazy, man. Because people are like, well, the Eagles have a tie. I'm like, yeah, but if you base everything on a win percentage, a, a tie and a loss are the same things. Uh-huh. Like, it's not like a tie carries, like, you know, 0.25 win right. percent. Like, right. you don't get shit for it. So, Sunday night game was the Seahawks and the Vikings. The Seahawks get a one-point win, 27 to 26. The Seahawks improved to 5-0. and and phenomenal game-winning drive by Russell Wilson. Yeah, dude, that Russell guy Wilson is just MVP again and again, proving why he is on an MVP pace this year. And if he keeps it up, I, I don't think it's even a, a twenty-seven second-half you know? points game-winning drive with under two minutes left. They had twenty-one points in the third quarter alone. Convert on fourth and goal to win the game. I mean, DK Metcalf had another big game: six catches, ninety-three yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, dude, he, that's ha- he came in really clutch good. at the end. Um, and then Monday night, so it looks like there actually was not two right, games it was on just Monday. One. It was just the one. So it was Saints and Chargers. We kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, excuse me. First half was just all Chargers. I mean, the Saints, I was watching the whole first half. Saints could not get anything going. Drew Brees, I think, had seven points of fantasy going into the halftime. 
Uh, Saints, I did not watch the second half, but came out and played really well in the second half. That game goes into overtime, and the Saints pull off a three-point win. They're 3-2. and two, Chargers fall to 1-4. and four. And then the Tuesday night game, the random one because of the COVID schedule reshuffle, the Titans win big over the Bills and stop the Bills' really impressive start so far. So the Titans are 4-0. They won 42-16 to 16 on Tuesday night. Bills dropped to 4-1. and one, But that's still really good for the Bills. That's... They've been impressive so far this year, and Josh Allen has been impressive so far. This I mean, year. I said at the beginning of the season, with the exception of this game, obviously. Yeah, I said at the beginning of the season that the Bills were my pick to win the AFC East, and I'll stand by that till the end of the season. Uh, the only person or person, the only team that could uh, fight with them would be the Patriots, and I just, I think the Bills are just such a well-rounded team, and I think their offense is getting in stride to where they complement that defense really well. So. My the Bills are still my pick in the the AFC East and the Titans. I mean, honestly, the Broncos should have beat the Titans Week One, but we the can't. Titans are still that really scrappy team from last year. They're, yeah, they're good. I mean, Derrick Henry only ran, rushed for fifty seven yards on nineteen attempts, but he had two TDs. I mean, he's yeah. a workhorse. He works hard, and I think he busted out half his yards in the last like three minutes of the game. So, um, but yeah, I mean. Honestly, this week wasn't too big of a surprise for me. Um, maybe besides the Raiders over the Chiefs. That was a surprise. And the Dolphins slacking over the, uh, the 49ers. The 49ers. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, the week was pretty normal. Besides Dak and, you know, I think Dak was really the only one that got injured, you know, long-term this week. Yeah, Dalvin Cook got hurt, but I don't think he's going to be out all that long. I'm not sure. I think it was an adductor or an abductor strain for him, I think. Um, I'd have to look that up. But, yeah, I don't think he's going to be out too long. I yeah. think Dak's the only one that had, like, a really serious season ending. Right. I, th- I think everybody else is more of a uh, day-to-day type injury than, you know, like you said, uh, out for the, the season plus. Because... Mm-hmm. Everyone's going, well, how long is Dak out? Like, could he come back for the Super Bowl? And it's like, if the Super Bowl's in June, which <laughs> it's not going to be. Yeah, he's, we're not going to see him back till next year, which, so. which sucks. But should we do a look ahead to week six? Our Broncos are actually going to play again. Seems like a month and a half since the Our Broncos, Broncos play at 11. So I was looking forward to watching them, and then I accepted to go golfing at 11 on Sunday. <laughs> so I'll be out on the golf course. Maybe that'll Broncos be good, Patriots, though. that'll be a big game. I know, it seems like with... You know, you and I have talked about this a little bit. It seems like with our Denver sports teams, it's almost better to just not watch them. <laughs> and be surprised, you know, just box be, turn. Like, oh, be, be pleasantly hey, surprised, yeah, instead of just watching and being tormented the entire time. So, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Broncos play the Patriots. I think I think it'll be a good game. Uh, both teams are coming off a lot of rest. It depends on whether or not Cam Newton's going to play. Is he going to be back? He was back at practice, back? Today, I believe. Okay. Because it's a totally different Patriots team if he's not but, playing I mean, versus if he's playing. So. Right. The, the thing is, the Broncos have had two weeks to prepare for the Patriots. Two full weeks. We get Drew Locke back. I think Noah Fant might be back because he had an extra week to to rest. Uh, we get Philip Lindsay back. That's going to be huge. So, so we're getting some uh, some key pieces back. But I, I think it'll be a good game. They, the odds makers have New England almost a 10-point favorite. which Wow. Honestly, I think if the Broncos show up, and the Broncos are pissed, you know, a lot of them tweeted how pissed they were that it wasn't their fault. You know, why are they being punished right. for this? Because you know, in NFL bye week, they they usually get four days off. Mm-hmm. Broncos got no days off. They were practicing the whole day like they were going to play, and then yeah. Friday or Saturday, they're like, "Yeah, your game got moved to next week," and they're like, 
well, what the fuck? Like, we did nothing wrong. We're doing everything, and now we don't get a bye week because then they had to practice all week. So mm-hmm. I think that would be a good game. Um, obviously, bias towards the Broncos. The Texans-Titans, um, I want to say would be a good game, but the way the Texans have played this year, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the Titans, you know, steamroll this one. Yeah, it seems like Deshaun Watson's still playing well, but the Texans, just as a team, are just not – they don't. Yeah. They, they're, they they're just not don't the Texans of, out. Yeah. of last year, and and then we got the Bengals, Colts. Um, I, I I've been enjoying watching the Bengals play. Joe Burrow's been exciting. Joe Mixon's been exciting. I just don't know. This Colts defense is is on a different level. I think they kind of had a bad week against the Browns last week, so I'm looking for them to pick it up and and I could see you know the Bengals being the team that gets them that the Colts defense back on track. So I, I think I'm going to heavily favor the Colts in that one. Falcons Vikings 0 5 1 and 4. <laughs> if the Vikings team that uh, just played Seattle shows up, then Vikings all the way pretty yeah. easily. Um, could be a high scoring affair though. Um, you know, both teams have good offenses and good scoring potential. Yeah. Again, we just don't know with the Falcons. It's a lot like right. It, we were just talking about with the Texans. You just don't know. Right. You know, their coaches have been fired. Who, who knows what what kind of team is going to take the field. So, And then we have another crapshoot. We have the Washington football team, 1-4 against the 0-5 Giants. Wow, so, that's going to be a really terrible game. You know, game. Washington wins, and they could be one game back, if not tied for the division lead. So, you know, we – I mean, it might, be an, it might be an exciting game when you get two bad teams. Yeah. You know, the Jets-Broncos was semi-exciting. <laughs> a, a game I didn't watch, and I won't watch the Washington and New York game. No, so. me either. <laughs> uh, and then the Eagles get the Ravens. Uh, uh, the way the Eagles have been playing, the Ravens already won. Yeah. Uh, Brown-Steelers actually will be a very good game. That seems like a game I want to watch. And uh, that's going to be for the division lead, uh, or at least a share of the division uh, lead, uh, if the Browns win. Steelers win, they've got sole possession. Browns win, the Steelers, Browns, and Ravens will all be one-loss teams. Hmm. Um, so they'll, you know, depending on their tie break, they'll all be sharing the lead for that division. So could could be a very good game, and, and I kind of expect it to. The Bears-Panthers, 4-1, 3-2. The Bears got a good defense. Nick Foles is kind of coming into, you know, to to commanding that team. But they just – their offense doesn't put up a lot of points. And yeah. You know, Teddy Bridgewater's starting to come on, and he's starting to play really well. So, you know, maybe this Panthers team comes alive and, and they could shock the Bears. But I think I would lean more towards the Bears on this just because their defense is, is, a, very, is a very strong defense, and the Panthers, without Christian McCaffrey, rely a lot on, like, Robbie Anderson and Teddy mm-hmm. Bridgewater. So, Looks like Carolina's favored in that one. Yeah, one and a half points. So, But then again, these odds makers are just trying to make money. So Yeah. Then we got the one and three Lions and the one and four Jaguars, another crapshoot. <laughs> I don't even know what to say on that. Honestly, it could go either way. Yeah, who knows? Um, then we got the 0 and 5 Jets and the two and three Dolphins. The way the Dolphins played, I'm taking the Dolphins all the way, baby. Yeah, if they play like they did against the 49ers, that's not even close. No. And then I think this will be, I think this might be the game of the week um, for the later games of the Packers, Buccaneers. That ought to be fun. And, um, I think it could turn into be a Brady shootout. Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. Yep. I think it could be turn into be a shootout. Or, I mean, I thought the Packers. Uh, who did they play last week? Is the Packers Saints? I think the Packers were on a bye last week, weren't they? We can. Look. Did, I'll look real quick. They played. Uh, it was one of their last games. They played on a when their tight end had three touchdowns. So they were on a bye last week. Who did they play the week before? Here I'll look. 
Stand by. Hold. So, Hold. <laughs> they got the Buccaneers obviously coming up this week, like you said. The last game they played was versus the Falcons. They okay, so, 30 to so it was the Falcons. If they play like they did against the Falcons, I'd take in the Packers. Um, but, you know, you are playing Tom Brady and a Buccaneers defense that's been on fire this we'll year. We'll see. That so should be a pretty fun should, game. Should be I a good like. game. I would say Rams 49ers would be a fun one to watch, but shit, the 49ers don't look like the 49ers from last year. So Yeah, I don't know what happened to that team. I, that Dolphins score this past weekend shocked me. I did yeah. not know what was happening. So, that, so, so I'm going to favor the Rams on Sunday night. Uh, moving into Monday, we got two games. We got the Chiefs-Bills and the Cardinals-Cowboys. Chiefs-Bills, that could be an AFC championship preview, to be honest with you. And with the way the Bills are playing so far this year, that ought to be a pretty good match. And, and their offense – you know, might not be able to stay, you know, stride for stride with the Chiefs offense, but their defense definitely is, is going to be a tough matchup for and the Chiefs. So, what I want to see is how the Chiefs rebound after losing to the Raiders last week. Too. Well, and I want to see how the Bills rebound from losing yeah. to the Titans. So, this ought to be so, an interesting game to watch. So, I think, you know, that would be a great game Monday afternoon at 3 p.m. Mountain Time. Yeah, weird, t- weird, weird start times. Time. And then uh, we got the Cardinals Cowboys to round out week six, right? This is week six. Yes. Um, and I'm sorry, Cowboys, but I think the Cardinals come in and, and get the job done. Uh, Andy Dalton's not a bad backup, but he's no Dak Prescott. And yeah, I, their, their defense is just do they feel the defense? Yeah. Like, or do they just say, "Hey, you score and then try and stop us"? So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'm gonna try and tune into that one too because I want to watch some more Cardinals games. I feel like since. Kyler Murray's been in Arizona. I haven't been able to watch full Cardinals right. games too much yet. I've just seen highlights and stuff. So I'd kind of like to sit down and actually watch that team play. And I, once they traded for DeAndre Hopkins, I was like, Kyler Murray's going to take another step because yeah. he has a weapon yeah. that he can rely on. And, yeah, I mean, I'm glad I picked him up in fantasy because he's another one that can use his legs to make plays. And yeah. But, yeah, that's a, you know, a week six preview of the NFL season. Honestly, the best games will probably come towards the, the second half of the day. Yeah, I think so. I think but, uh, games I'm most excited to watch are Browns, Steelers, Packers, Buccaneers, and then actually both games on Monday night. Mainly Chiefs, Bills, but then the Cardinals, Cowboys. I am actually kind of interested in watching as well. So, yeah, there's there's a couple of dumpster fires out there on Sunday, but there's also some pretty exciting matchups. And let's see if the Broncos can come back after being on what seems like a month and a half yeah, long bye. Never to, seen them uh, play again <laughs> to match up against the Patriots. We'll see what happens there. So. Hopefully they can but, get a win. Yeah, we, we so, need one. You know, that's week five. Yep. You know, pre, or, uh, recap. Looking into week six, and I think we're gonna, you know, kind of touch on the NBA finals real quick. Yeah, and, just segue uh, real quick. So, for anyone out there who has, <clears throat> excuse me, been watching the NBA playoffs this year and who has kind of followed along on our couple of NBA discussions we've had, we wanted to conclude our NBA playoffs you know, topic for this season. And we had our first discussion, I think a couple games into round one, round one had just kicked off. We wanted to ultimately start before round one started, but we we couldn't get together before that happened. And then I think we did another conversation. We were just figuring it out earlier. The Eastern conference finals was set. And then the Western conference finals, the Lakers were already in there. And then we were waiting to see what was going to happen between the Clippers and the Nuggets and at the time we had that discussion, like you said, I think Nuggets, Nuggets were down 3-1. Three three to one. One. <clears throat> Nuggets come back and win that series in the semifinals 4-3 to three for the second series in a row, being down 3-1. Make it to the Western Conference Finals, 
and the Lakers beat them 4-1. So the Lakers, every single series they had in the playoffs this year, with the exception of the finals, they went 4-1 against whoever they played. Miami in the Eastern Conference Finals ends up beating Boston 4-2. So it ends up being Lakers and Miami in the finals. And it just wrapped up earlier this week. Lakers won 4-2, cementing their, I think it was, what, the 17th, 17th title in title. L.A.'s history, tying them with Boston now for the most and championships I think it was their last since 2010. Right. They haven't won a championship in a decade. And they, you know, for a team that has not been in the playoffs, I think, for how many years now? It's been quite a few years. I think it's been... Because they didn't make it the first year LeBron came because he was hurt and they weren't really that good without him. Right. I think it's been four or five years since yeah. they made the playoffs. Or maybe even longer. Yeah, I mean, it's, longer. Been a, it's been a while since they've even been in the playoffs. So <laughs> LeBron gets his fourth title. He also won finals MVP. That was huge for him. So that, like I said, vaults him. When we were talking about this discussion of seeing who we would want to win the NBA Finals this year, I'm kind of like you. I don't really like seeing the Lakers win and or, the, or the Celtics win. But I'm a LeBron fan, and I am in favor of just seeing him continue to stack championships to vault himself higher and higher into this discussion of the greatest player of all time. Because... You know, as anyone will attest to who pays attention to this type of stuff, following the finals victory, that's all anyone's been talking about is now where where is he at? Where is he at in comparison to Michael Jordan? Which really not much has changed other than him adding one more championship and one more finals MVP. Right. But he has done some things this year that were incredibly impressive. This was year 17 for him, he's 35 years old. He led the league in assists during the regular season for the first time in his career. He was a MVP finalist, again, for I think the fourth or fifth time without winning. He's finished in the top three without winning. And then he lead, He has a really good playoff run. If you look at his playoff stats throughout the run this year, he played incredibly well. Basically I mean, averaged very close to a triple-double. And in the finals, played incredibly well. And then just the combination of him and Anthony Davis was just overpowering. I was going to say, the only other player you could think about giving it to would have been Anthony Davis. Yeah. And, I mean... If the Heat could have pulled off the win, obviously the finals MVP would have gone to Jimmy Butler. Because Jimmy Butler right. was playing out of his mind. 40-point triple-double. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, and... You know, you know me. I love to argue with people. So, I hate the Lakers. I don't hate LeBron. You know, people don't like LeBron because they don't like how good he is. Mm-hmm. They, you know, people hate greatness. I don't hate LeBron. I'm not like a big LeBron like fanboy. You know, I love watching him play. He's phenomenal. You know, he does stuff on the floor that I don't know if anyone else really could do it. I mean, if they can, they can't do, you know, they can do one of the five things he can do, but they can't do the other four. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I enjoy watching him play. I do think he's the best player that we'll ever watch in terms of maybe not us ever watch, but we grew up watching him. Yeah. Um, He's so he's going to go down as our greatest of all times until the next, you know, I mean, there's going to be another player that comes in and and, and pushes him and, and MJ and Kobe to the limit. Mm -hmm. Um, But But, yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those things that good for him. I mean, I saw a stat today. And I could get my years mixed up, but I think he is twenty five and zero since two thousand and ten or two thousand eleven against that. the Eastern Conference. Yep, I saw he has that. never <clears throat> lost. 
a playoff series against the, or not never, but he hasn't lost a playoff series against the Eastern Conference since I think it was 2010. I think you're right. I so last I saw that. 10 years, he is undefeated. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about too, because I think the main narrative on this, following this Lakers championship and LeBron getting his fourth title, is is the LeBron legacy. Because at this point in his career. Like I said, we're, he's 17 seasons into his career. He's 35 years old. The guy has been to the NBA Finals 10 times out of 17 seasons, and he's now won four titles. Ten so straight times. Not not straight, but 10 times total. He went eight straight. He mm-hmm. went eight in a row, and now he's been 10 times total. Oh, right, because with the, yeah. the Lakers last year, he didn't make right, it. Right, yeah. But so just at a certain point, like what he's going so let's say for instance he plays another 5 years he plays till he's 40 he plays till he can play with brownie yeah let's say that happens him. and let's say the lakers win again next year he gets number 5 now he's only one shy of mj and he plays four more seasons you got to think he's probably going to be in contention to be in the finals and have a shot to win a sixth at some point in the four seasons I don't know, dude. The Clippers, the Clippers are still there. <laughs> don't forget the Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers who totally just folded and, like a fucking napkin. And they just signed Tyron Lue, the greatest coach of all time, who got fired from the Cavs because, right. you know. So, but they have the Clippers, so look out for the Clippers, bro. So, you know, I mean, hang on. Just, just to yeah, finish my thought. Just yeah. to finish my thought. If he gets six... So let's say he ends his career and he's just tied Jordan in rings, but he's been to the finals. So what would that mean? He would have at least have to have gone to the finals another two times. So that would have been 12 times, possibly more. Let's say he goes to the finals 13 times in his career and wins six titles. It then comes down to that discussion that we've had before of, and this is more of just a personal thing, I think. I don't know how you can ever really debate it statistics wise because they will be tied at that point but what do you favor going six for six or going six for 13 or something i mean let's because i know if people listen to this they're gonna be like oh you're biased you know like you know like i said people are gonna say oh you hate lebron like i said i like to argue so i'm all i'm, I'm good at arguing what would you rather get on a test a 50 percent or a hundred percent well you'd obviously want to get a hundred percent right now, you got to take that away and you got to look at it and go, all right, a dude made it to the finals 12 times. It's impressive enough to make it to the finals one time. Right. And then it's it's impressive enough to win an NBA championship. Yeah, just one. <clears throat> so then you look at a guy who makes it six times and wins all six. Then you look at a guy who makes it 12 times and wins half of them. Okay, yeah, it it becomes more of a personal thing of – well, it took him 12 times to win six. It took, But he also went 12 times. Right, but side. he went 12 yeah. times. But then you look at Michael, he never failed. Yeah. In terms of you know winning the finals. And I would just like to say, for the record, too, we had our, you know, and, I, and I'll hype this up to anyone who's listening to the podcast right now, go back and listen to our NBA Greatest of All the Time goats. podcast that we had, if you haven't heard it, because we had this discussion because... Matt and Brandon and I like to talk about NBA basketball and legacy and all that kind of stuff. And I think we have all kind of come to the mutual conclusion that this whole LeBron versus MJ thing is really kind of a moot point because they're not the same position. They're not the same type of player. It's like saying Tom Brady is better than Troy Polamalu. Right. So 
what we did in that discussion was come up with our greatest of all time starting five, in which case for me, and I think for all of us, Michael Jordan and LeBron James were in that starting five. So right. really, you don't have to pick between the two, but people just like to. For whatever reason, that's the narrative. Well, everyone Michael thinks- Jordan's considered the greatest basketball player of all time, and LeBron is the only other guy other than maybe Kobe who's ever really even come close to challenging that legacy. Right. So I mean, everyone wants that's the discussion that everyone wants to have. The thing is is and like, you know, like Zach just said, go listen to our NBA Goats podcast because I think we do a very good job of explaining why you can't have a greatest of all time. Because guess what? You know, I'll touch on I'll touch on all sports real quick. In in hockey, Wayne Gretzky's argue, you know, the GOAT. But then again, like Martin Brodeur and Patrick Waugh are the two best goaltenders to ever play. Without a good goalie, you're not going to win a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to be, you know, stats don't always matter. You know, so, you know, football, Tom Brady would suck ass if he wasn't in a good system, if he didn't have a good offensive lineman, line and he didn't have a good defense. You know, s- same with baseball. You know, if you don't have a good pitching, you're never going to succeed. Mm-hmm. Same with basketball. You got to have good players around you, like we saw with LeBron when he made it to his first, you know, finals. Mm-hmm. It was just him, yeah, and, and he had no help. And you saw that in in the results of the games. You have to have good people around you to make you a better player, and you make them better players. So you can't compare a guy that's you know six foot two and a point guard to a guy that's seven foot two and Yao Ming. You know, like mm-hmm. there's just no comparison. And when you say a goat, you have to think. You know, logically, there can't be the greatest of all time in a sport that, you know... Has like, five different positions. Have five different yeah. positions. Or in football, you have 22 different positions. Yeah. How yeah. are you going to have the greatest of... Like, basketball's easier to kind of argue for it. Well, and like you just touched on, they never have this discussion in football. No one ever argues about who the greatest football player is. No, you say the best is. quarterback. Yeah, you say the best quarterback or the, the best, best defensive end or running right. back or whatever the, the, the so, discussion is. So why don't we have this argument that goes, you know, like I think in the GOAT podcast, I argue that Larry Bird and LeBron James are the two best small forwards to ever play the game. You know, it, then it comes to your opinion on who you take. I mean, I don't think you go wrong with either of them. Yeah. But LeBron James is definitely a better player than Larry Bird. Then you get into this shooting guard discussion and you could you could sit there and truly argue Kobe and, and Michael Jordan. So mm-hmm. for the sake of, you know, the greatest of all time, it definitely vaults him up there in terms of maybe one of the best players to watch of all time. But GOAT talk is just... I think it's extremely biased because you can't truly define a go. Well, and and I was listening to a podcast the other day too, where they were having this discussion. You cheated and, on our podcast. <laughs> yes, I listened to other podcasts, Matt. <laughs> um, they were having this discussion, and some guy brought up a good point where it's kind of like politics with the MJ versus LeBron discussion. No one's really going to change their mind. You know what I mean? The guys who are MJ people and in that camp are not going to go, they're not going to listen to some, you know, because a lot of times they're people from not our generation who grew up watching Michael Jordan play. Right. We've grown up watching LeBron play. You know, the two of us are biased towards our guy that we grew up watching play. So those guys are not going to sit and listen to you and me try and talk them into LeBron James. They're going to be like, no, I saw Michael Jordan play. He's the greatest fucking player ever. And you and I are going to sit here and be like, well, we maybe favor LeBron James because we've sat here and watched him play for 17 years and he's the best thing I've ever seen step on a basketball court. But no one's really going to change their mind. Everyone, no. it's, it's an opinion I mean, thing, and everyone's just basically going to go, I'm either 
team MJ or I'm team LeBron, and you're really not going to convince well, me either way. And there's people out there that think like Kareem's the best player. You know, there's there's older yeah, people out there that think right, and, and you can't be like, well, you're wrong because you Kareem had a no, phenomenal yeah. career, right? I picked you know? him as my as the best center to ever play the game, and when we did our discussion, right? So I mean, the goat talk. I don't think him winning or losing helps or hurt. I mean, okay, yeah, winning helps him, but again, I don't think that there is a logical way to argue this yeah in in where it's unbiased and where you can sit there and truly you know if you if you were talking to a jury of 12 people and you had to get all 12 of them on, on your side the argument between lebron james and michael jordan say it's 12 people that know nothing about who any of them are yeah that argument is going to take years. Yeah, there's so much that goes into it. Not to mention... Because it's not just championships. Not it's to mention... so many other things. LeBron's still playing. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing. Everyone that's acts like his career's this, yeah. over. He's still got probably four or five more seasons in him, I would imagine. Why don't we wait till he retires <clears throat> and then go, okay, now we can put their full careers up against each other. You have People the entire like, resume. Well, yeah. here he is you know, in his career, and here's where Michael was at this point. And I'm like, right. I don't give a shit. Put them up when they're both done. Yeah, we can compare then and just say, oh, okay, career-wise, they had, yeah, you know, roughly the same, or one was higher mm-hmm. than the other. But and I think LeBron is going to continue to separate himself from MJ because I'm not sure how many seasons MJ played compared to how many seasons LeBron has now played. Like I don't know if LeBron is now played longer than MJ ever. Well, you got to remember, but he's MJ- going to end up finishing with probably better stats than MJ in a lot of stuff because he's just going to play longer. Like you got to remember, Michael Jordan... going to end up playing over 20 seasons in the NBA. <clears throat> yeah, and Michael quit playing basketball to he quit go play baseball. He quit for two baseball. years, yeah. Just in the middle of his career to go play baseball. So I got some stuff pulled up for you. Are you looking up how many seasons MJ played? Cause well, so he, he was a 14-time All-Star, and I'm assuming he uh, you know, played 14 seasons. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to... Yeah, see if we can figure that out. Because I thirteen seasons in Chicago, two and watch. So he played fifteen seasons. So so LeBron's Le- already played two more seasons than MJ did. Right. You know. So keep that in mind when you're looking at all these stats. LeBron's already played a longer career than MJ did, and he's going to continue to play. Right. I mean, think about this. This is year seventeen for LeBron. He finished top three in the MVP voting. He led the league in assists, and he had a phenomenal playoff run in which he led his team to another championship this year in year 17 at age 35 it's not like he's slowing down so you know it's not like oh he's done after this the guy's got a lot left in the tank which is amazing considering what he's already accomplished so i just want to throw this out there because i didn't know this until i saw this in the 1993-94 nba season michael jordan did not play he played minor league baseball that year yeah came back 94 through 98 Played with the the Bulls and then went and played or was retired for three years, and then in 0102 came back to Washington and ended after the 0203 season. Yeah. So, I mean, we got away from the finals, but I don't really think there was much to touch on there. We all knew the Lakers were going to win once it was set. So we're just going to talk about this now. So hang on, hang on. Can I? Well, I was just going to say. Okay. What do you have? Because I got some shit I want to cover. Real in quick. 15 seasons. Michael Jordan won six championships. Right. In what, 17 seasons? LeBron's won four? Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things. It's like, okay, you know, what do you take? Right. And I, I just think at a, at a certain point, LeBron piling on record after record after record, because he's going to just continue to break records the right. longer he plays. 
And if he goes to 12 or 13 or 14 NBA Finals appearances and, say, finishes with five titles or maybe six and ties Jordan, he doesn't even have to pass him. At a certain point, I feel like that's going to have to just outweigh going to the finals six times. I just feel like it has to. At a I certain mean, point. you would think it has Don't to. Don't get outweigh. me wrong. Going, doing a three-peat, taking two years off and doing another three-peat is remarkable. That's insane. Trust me. I watched the whole Last Dance documentary. For anyone else out there listening, I'm not bashing Jordan at all. I think Jordan is one of the most transcendent athletes we've ever had in our entire lifetimes. And what he did on a basketball court was He's nothing short of, of majestic. Time. But... What LeBron is doing is equally as impressive, and he's doing it for longer and longer and longer. And if he plays five more years and goes to the finals several more times, I mean, at a certain point, the resume just has to speak for itself. It's like he's the dude's been to the finals. Well, at this point, he's already been ten times in right. his seventeen-year career. We also have to take into account the time when they played. Right. You know, Michael started his. You know. Season at the age of twenty one in the eighty forty he was twenty one yeah LeBron started LeBron when 18. he was eighteen yeah three years difference in two thousand three nutrition's better training's better right. the you information know, about the game is better money's better money's to, better to provide yeah. you better opportunities you know like you, we it, gotta yeah. there's there's a lot more factors yeah, out there a than lot of just yeah. being on a court so can I just go over this thing real quick so I follow the score yeah, page on on Instagram it is bedtime. Um, on Instagram, and they put up this interesting comparison because you see all these like LeBron versus MJ graphics all the time on SportsCenter, and they had one. So it basically breaks down regular season, playoffs, and then they go continuing into the playoffs, ending like what their finals ended up being, right. their championships, all that kind of stuff. So in the regular season, they have a breakdown of games played, minutes played, three-pointers made, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, field goal percentage, and three-point percentage. And... In all of those categories, except for steals, LeBron has the advantage, has more than MJ in all of those categories, except for steals. In the playoffs, games, minutes, points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, same thing. LeBron has LeBron gets the nod in every single category. So in terms of all-star appearances, all-NBA appearances, all-defensive teams, Total titles, total finals, total MVPs, total finals MVPs, defensive players of the year, and scoring slash assist champions. Here's how the breakdown works. LeBron, so and this is where MJ separates himself, is when you get to these type of discussions. Right. LeBron hasn't beat in total all-stars. He had he's a 16-time all-star. MJ was a 14-time all-star. All-NBA, LeBron's a 16-time All-NBA. Jordan was an 11 time All-NBA. All-defensive team. Jordan has the nod nine times. LeBron's been on all-defensive team six times. Obviously, we all know six rings for Michael, now four for LeBron. LeBron hasn't beat in finals appearances, as we've discussed, ten finals appearances to Michael Jordan's six. Jordan still has the advantage in regular season MVPs. He won five MVPs in the regular season. LeBron has four. But you can also get into that discussion, too. We won't dive into that right now. But LeBron's finished top three, I think, four or five times. And you'd have to assume Michael did the same thing. Probably did the same thing. So probably each of those guys could have close to 10 MVPs, really, if things had gone one way or another. Finals MVPs, Jordan, six, LeBron, four. So both of them 
as many times as they have won the finals, they were the finals MVP every time they appeared. Obviously, Jordan going six for six. LeBron has been to the finals ten times. He's only won four times, but the, all four times he won, he was finals MVP. Defensive player of the year, LeBron's never gotten defensive player of the year. Michael did it one time. And then scoring slash assist champion, this is crazy. MJ has ten, LeBron has two. Right. So And one of them was this year in the assists. Right. So that is kind of where when you look at the side-by-side comparison, that's where MJ separates himself. And I think one of the most impressive things that gives Jordan an edge, too, in these discussions, and I think what a lot of people bring up, is his defensive prowess. The dude was all-defensive team nine times and won a defensive player of the year one year. Yeah, LeBron's never done that, and he's only been all-defensive team six times so far. So, I mean, LeBron's good on defense, but MJ, for as gifted as he was offensively, was just as ferocious and gifted. He, he on was defense. just an all-around great player. All around, that's he was the and, total package. And we're not saying LeBron's not a total package player, but right, MJ made more plays on defense than LeBron. LeBron's yeah. had great blocks. Yeah, we can't deny Some these really chase down blocks that he's, blocks, he's yeah. had. But I mean, it, I, it, it's hard. I mean, I'm looking. <laughs> it's just fun to talk about. I think you and I are on the same page where we're right. not we're not actually pitting these guys against each other, but I just like to, t- everyone likes to discuss. Right. Like, I mean, why not? I mean, know? LeBron, he's played more seasons already. Right. And I look at this and, um, you know, it looks like Michael got hurt in the 94, 95 season, played 17 games. And then he got hurt in the 85, 86 season and played 18 games. I do remember that early so, in his career he got hurt. So you can say in two seasons he played 35 games. So really you can say he only played 13 total seasons, mm-hmm. you know, in the NBA and 13 seasons and half the time you make it to the finals and you win every single time. It's remarkable. You know, people are like, "Well, LeBron has more, you know, think I mean think about it. You play longer, you're gonna and I think the All-Star voting's changed. I think it's so, well, it seems like it changes every so year. So All-Star yeah. voting like yeah. It's weird to me because if it's fan base, of course, if you go to right. Cleveland, you're not going to get as many votes as when you go to L.A. Right. You know, I mean, just think about it. Yeah. So also voting, I agree, that is a little, that's so, a little strange. And so if you play 20 seasons compared to a guy that plays 15, you give yourself five more chances to, to, to beat him in everything. Exactly. So like it, it becomes one of those things that, you know, okay, why don't we take, you know, We'll, we'll take this is this would be my way to compare this to be a true you know best fit thing and and, and people would argue against what I'm about to say and, and this is just what I think might be the most accurate way to do it to compare them as equally as possible we're gonna take the age 21 through age 29 seasons for both players the age 31 through 34 seasons and 38 and 39. We're going to add all that stuff up. We're going to average it. And that would be the player, you know, because those are the seasons. I mean, so really, you know, that's Michael's career is what I just labeled. So for LeBron, we're going to take his age 21 to age 29, 31 to 34, and then 38 and 39 when he gets there and say, we're going to compare your 15 seasons of the same age of, of Michael's and see what you guys did. That would be the only fair way to do it, in my opinion. And people are going to be like, well, that's not fair, you know, this and that and that. It's like, well, that's great. So so you just agree that the argument isn't fair. It's really an impossible discussion to have. I, I think it's really just an exercise in, you it's know. A, it's a fun debate. It's if, a fun debate. It's kind of like saying, what's 
your favorite movie of all time or your favorite actor. I mean, I mean, it's right. It's really a lot of it is subjective. It, it comes down to like debating politics too. Like yeah. you well, can see like here I and said, be like, yeah. the right is right, the left is wrong, yeah. and then you get someone on the left going, the left is right, exactly. the right is wrong, and you're like, which is what I was just saying. No one's ever gonna. No one's, budge. No one's changing their mind. Right. I mean, we all believe what we believe. We have. I mean. Maybe some people who are super open-minded could be swayed one way or another who don't really have a dog in the fight. But for anyone who's taking sides in this discussion, pretty much has their guy. And that's going to be their guy regardless of what happens. I mean, if people and if people only want to compare rings, then Bill Russell and Sam Jones are the two best NBA players of all time. No one can ever bring up mm-hmm. goats ever again until someone has 12 rings. Which is never going to happen. And, and if that happens, phenomenal. Great for you. Who the fuck, you know. Yeah. Are you Kevin Durant jumping from team to team? Oh, speaking of that real quick. While I had it in my mind. I've heard rumors. So, And, and I was going to interrupt you rudely and um, say this. But we're forgetting about the Warriors coming back with Klay Thompson and Steph Curry being healthy next year. We are. To help with Draymond Green. And they have a top pick. Yeah, the Warriors are going to be back so to being The just Warriors as are going to be were, back. Yeah. People are forgetting about them because we have L.A. Clippers yeah. and the L.A. Lakers. <laughs> and we still have the Nuggets, who I don't know why everyone's just thinking the Nuggets disappeared overnight. Like Western Conference Finals appearance this year. Yeah, but we disappeared already. We're like the 10th ranked team in the NBA. And I'm really? like, well, how? Hmm. But I've seen rumors of Giannis being traded to the to the Warriors. Oh, God. Or oh. signing with them and not re-signing with the Bucks. That would upset me on a... Just a spiritual level. I've also seen rumors of the Nuggets trying to put together a package for Giannis. Okay, that would be dope, but I don't think that's going to happen. Anything but Jamal Murray and Jokic, I'm pretty much okay with getting rid of. We have all of our first-round picks from this year through 2027, so we have a lot of draft capital we could trade away. Yeah. I don't know if well. I mean, but could you imagine? I guess it's, it's always possible. I mean, the Nuggets made the Western Conference Finals this year. It's not like they're just some random team. In the and West we have anymore. we have Murray and Jokic signed. You know, we have them under contract. Could could you imagine adding Giannis to that? Oh, it'd be insane. I would freak out. <laughs> I would. You'd have to legitimately say that the Nuggets are the best team in the NBA. I mean, they're for sure going to be favorites to come out of the West if that happens, right? I mean, how you'd have not to. Be? And, and they're if adding you move Giannis a, a, out of the East. You're basically taking a guy who won back-to-back right MVPs and putting him on a team that just made the Western Conference Finals without him. Right. That only has to get better. And a team that upset the team that was supposed to win. Right. The team that know. was favored by a lot of the league. By everybody the in yeah. the league to make the finals. I think at the beginning of the year, the Clippers and the Lakers had all the votes. Yeah. And I think the Clippers had more. Well, when you and I did our first podcast, I mean, we can go back and check it, but I was saying... I think we both picked one of the LA It's going to be one of the LA teams coming out of the West, for sure. And then, sure enough, we, we were really <laughs> down on our Nuggets, man. Well, think, they were out 3-1 already. I mean, they, we're like, yeah, we're done. It, well, I mean, literally, you, you can't, as sports fans and as people who just have general intelligence about sports, you can't look at... The Nuggets being down three to one and go, yeah, they got a shot. Like, no, they don't. They're gonna fucking I mean, lose. Because everyone who goes down three one, you know, they got a shot, but we got to win and go up. We, we got to go down three two. And they two. just they just defied statistics two two series in a row. I thought they yeah. were gonna mess around and do the same thing against the Lakers. They went down three one against mean, the Lakers. I'm like, are they just gonna try and do this every series? Had, had they forced a game seven, the Nuggets would have been the greatest team of the year. 
That would have been insane. That would have been insane. I would have sat there and everyone would have been like, no, because they still didn't make the finals. Like, listen, they played the most playoff minutes out of every team. Yeah, they went back from 3-1 in three, in three straight, straight series. Straight series. That, they, would, that would have been What ridiculous. if they lost in like triple overtime in, in game seven? <laughs> on like a buzzer beater. Oh, I mean, think nuts. about it. We should have been up 2-1 on the Lakers if Anthony Davis doesn't make that three. AD hits a that, buzzer that beater. That could change three. the whole yeah. series. You yeah. know, you don't get deflated because you're down 2-1 on a buzzer beater. You know, you're up 2-1. I'm, next year, the Nuggets. I'm just scared. I'm scared that the Warriors are coming back because the Warriors have just dominated the last five years of NBA basketball. Yeah, but basically. the Warriors, the Clippers, the Lakers are all in the same division, so they got to play yeah. each other a lot more than anybody. The else. Western Conference is going to be if if Steph and Clay can come back and be 100 percent healthy and playing at the rate they were playing before they got hurt. Wow, Western Conference has got some. Oh, really and then good we got to think about the East having Kyrie and Durant on the Nets coming back and being. Dude, healthy. who knows what the fuck's gonna happen with that Nets team? Dude, Kyrie. They could either be really good or that could be a complete total disaster. Kyrie's like a the... good player, but I've lost a lot of respect for him. Oh, especially yeah. after I'm his comments way, saying yeah. he finally has someone he can trust. He to says make a the bunch of shot. ridiculous shit. I'm like, like, dude, have fun and have fun in Brooklyn, never winning again. <laughs> Every comment he makes to the press, I see it and I just roll my eyes. I'm like, there he goes again. Just yeah. making some crazy comment. It's ridiculous, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I mean, I'm not a huge basketball guy. I'm, I'm more looking forward to the hockey season than anything. Because the Avalanche have a legit, you know. If anyone wants to, you know, listen to a hockey podcast, let us know. Zach will sit by and smile I'll just and sit over here and watch Netflix while and, you talk and about nod and you know I'll talk about hockey. But uh, I can look shit up for you. I guess while you're <laughs> like, hey Zach, can you look up this guy for me real quick? <laughs> But no, I mean, I'm excited for the Nuggets next year. Um, I'll be honest, I hate teams repeating. I hate seeing the same shit over and over again. So anybody but the Lakers next year would be fine with me. I mean, I think or the, the Clippers. Lakers have a really good shot to come back and make a run for the finals again. But like I said, if the Clippers come back and go, that was an embarrassing exit last year, we need to get our shit together, and Kawhi and Paul George play really well in the playoffs – the Lakers are going to have a, that's a serious team to contend against, and then like we already covered, if the Warriors are back to full strength, they're they got to be like the favorites to me. I mean, shit, they just went to the finals right five years in a row. Basically, then they just got all you know? hurt, and they just got all hurt. And this this last year, don't let the don't let the final standings fool you. I mean, they were dog shit this past year, but that's because their two best players were on right. the bench not playing. If they're back to full strength, the Warriors, you you got to think, are going to make a run to the they're, Western Conference Finals. And then least. you can't throw out the Nuggets either. I mean, Right. And then the Nuggets and then the Rockets are still really good. Eh, they're one-dimensional. Yeah, but, I mean, they, they're a playoff team every and year. fuck James you know? Harden. And, yeah, also Little fuck bitch. James Harden. <laughs> I agree, but Hopefully I'm just the saying they're also pretty good. eating his bowl after he makes a three, he pokes his eye. <laughs> Fucking asshole. So, anyway, congrats to the L.A. Lakers. Congrats to LeBron. Championship number four. Finals MVP number four. You know, just as much as I hate beast mode. as much as I hate the Lakers, um, I think it's kind of fitting with the tragedy that happened um, this year with, with, with Kobe, Kobe yeah. and, and Gianna and, and it everyone is kind else of cool that, that lost they that, won now this year. Yeah. That accident. So I mean, because now this championship can kind of be dedicated to him. Right. And, and his it's it's kind of fitting stuff, for yeah. that, and you know, so as much as like I said, I hate the Lakers. And really, it's, it's fitting for that. It's good for the league that the Lakers are back to being in contention. You know, it's good for LA because they literally have nothing else. Right. So literally nothing. And it's been a decade since they won their last championship, and I want to say it's been like seven seasons or something like that that they've. It's been rough. Been out of the playoffs. It's been rough. And even like I said, LeBron's first 
year there, they did not make the playoffs because he was injured and didn't play most of the season, and they weren't good enough to get it done. No. They until only, this year. They know? were only good enough this year because they had AD. If yeah. he doesn't have AD, they lose. By the way, a quick you know, just shout-out to Anthony Davis. I believe I just read that he became the first American basketball player ever to win an NCAA championship, an Olympic gold medal, a FIBA world championship, and an NBA championship. That's pretty crazy. It's a crazy It's stat. crazy to think about because there's a lot of phenomenal NBA players mm-hmm. that have won a lot of that. Yeah, but I think probably what makes him the only guy to have done it is because you got to think guys like Dwight Howard, LeBron James, they didn't even play in college. Right. So they never were going to be in contention to win the NCAA title. And winning an NCAA title is really hard. So you got to play for really Duke hard. or Kentucky or something like and that. And even then you're not And even then you're not guaranteed to win it. It's just so hard to win one of those. So winning that's probably the hardest piece. I guarantee there's a bunch of guys out there who have won gold medals and NBA titles and maybe even the FIBA championship well, and just never an NCAA title. you got to think, too. NCAA title, I mean, you have four years to do it max, and that's it. That's NBA, it, yeah. NBA, you could be like, I'm on my 25th year. <laughs> right. I'll sign yeah. for $40,000 to, to sit to on some, the bench. Yeah. I just want to win a championship. Yeah. And some team would be like, yeah, we're cool with that. Right. You right. know, so. Which is kind of what happened with Dwight Howard, with – well, JaVale McGee. not so much with Rajon Rondo. He actually was a pretty integral part of what happened. J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee. All those guys just kind of got a chance. They were like, yeah, we'll by, play with LeBron for Just by bucks. benefiting from LeBron's greatness, which a lot of people have done that. You know, I'm not saying that's right. a bad thing. But anyway, yeah, that's the – I guess that wraps up the podcast. That wraps up the 2020 NBA season. So now moving forward, it'll just be, you know, nothing but fantasy talk and NFL fantasy talk from and us NFL most likely. And, and then uh, I think – our next podcast, we're probably going to do like a Halloween movie. I'd podcast. say probably a, a week from today, we'll do a Halloween yeah. movie one. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll be pushing it way too, uh, yeah. too close to Halloween to even matter for, right. for people. Yeah, we got to definitely get one in before. I mean, we got time. It's only the 15th. So, right, yeah. That I, means we have Halloween's a week from or two weeks from this Saturday. Yeah. We only have two we got weeks. Time. We got time. We literally all, have to do it right now. All we have now on our schedule, Matt, is All right, ladies and gentlemen, NFL welcome to another episode of Just Browsing. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about Halloween movies. <laughs> With zero research. With Let's zero research done. Here we go. All right. So anyway, yeah, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Um, please join us next time when we talk about... Well, I think most likely the next episode that you'll hear will be another recap of the NFL, NFL season. Yeah. NFL Week 6, and then after that, it'll be a Halloween podcast. And then we will... Try and decide what we want to do next for our I think next we random might, episode. I think a good episode would probably be trying to get Taya and Lauren on to yeah to just shoot the shit. That'll shoot be fun. The, shoot the yeah. shit and try and make sure they're calm. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, go out, like, rate, review, all that kind of stuff. Comment. We're Subscribe. On, download. Yeah. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Podbean. Google. Basically Amazon. anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, our Email. I always forget the email. Just some browsing. Just some browsing at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. Go like our page on Facebook. We got a Facebook uh, page at Just Browsing. We usually uh, post the podcast there uh, the day after. So, yeah, this would, you know, come out on Friday. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, leave us a comment, leave us a, a like, follow the channel. You know, it's, we just, we want to interact with you guys more. And, yeah. 
we're having fun doing this. And we hope we hope you guys are having fun listening. And it's been pretty sports heavy recently, which probably some of you out there are loving. And then some of you might want us to get back to maybe some movie talk and stuff like that. So hopefully you guys enjoy our random episodes about space and the ocean, ocean. and shit like that. So we'll we'll continue to do stuff like that moving forward. And Matt and I will continue to spitball and come up with some good ideas. So I don't think there's any shortage of stuff that we want to talk about. So no, I, I think. I think we're set to run for another 15 plus years. Wow. <laughs> Joe, Joe Rogan style. I mean, so, I, I said we had a lot of stuff to talk so about. So now we'd know. like if you could go to our GoFundUs page because <laughs> we'd like to build a studio. No. Uh, like Zach said, we appreciate all of your your support. Um, you know, go give us a follow, give us a like, give us a review. You know, however shitty it is or, or great it is, just let us know, you know, how we're doing, what you like, what you don't like, and, you know. We'd love to to spit some info that you guys want to hear back to you, and yeah, you know, we we enjoy all your sports, so uh, we appreciate you guys, and uh, I think we'll uh, we'll catch you next week. Yep. Until next time. Thanks, everybody. Yep. Thank you.